This is iPhone 7. PlayStation Plus is where the players are. Now, the Hulk has found his home. Welcome to another episode of Nerd Talk, a podcast about games, movies, anime, you name it, you're nerdy about it, we talk about it. I'm your host, Techboy101, or 101Techboy, still undecided, bang bang. Today, we continue the Marvel podcast. We have GOAT, Retro, Jethro, D. Pros. You know, it's only the biggest titles that do really, really well. I mean, right. in terms of of financial, uh, you know, just in terms of finance. And, and there's, a, there's a bigger issue, really, in terms of overall film. You know, people that like superhero movies like us, you know, and I certainly like them to a certain extent, they also like other genres, right? So yeah, these true. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And hundreds of millions of dollars making three or four superhero-type movies or comic book-derived movies a year. And then they've got these great scripts and these great stories that would be great but they'll just sit on a shelf and collect dust. I know this for right. a fact. You know, great, great stories that'll take years to get made that cost a fraction of what a Marvel film costs. I mean, you, you, can, get a, you can get a great Hollywood film done for a million dollars, which sounds like a lot of money, but in the scope of making a film, a million dollars is nothing. It's just nothing. Right. And because, you know, it's all about really the bottom line and, hey, how much merchandising can we sell? And, hey, we've got these all this stuff to sell, and it's sell, 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 sell. I mean, how many, how many of you, how much the last time you watched a, a, any superhero movie and were really compelled by the story? I mean, really compelled by it. You know, you weren't, you, the story? The, yeah, the story. Like, that it was like, wow, this was not, not only did I, did I like how they portrayed this character that I like, but the story was really good. Now, I know Batman versus Superman kind of going off in DC just got railed. As a filmmaker and as someone who does film, I was like, wow, that story was really interesting. I, I, I enjoyed the story of it. And I would go round and round with my, my friends who were far more like, oh, man, Batman Flex trash and Batman and this sucked. And that's like, yeah, but what about the story? It was written really well. The story was good. You know, the whole dynamic was really good. It was interesting. It was just a really different take on a standard superhero movie. I, I actually I actually agree with you on, awesome. in that regard. Well, you're like because, one of um that, that agree with me. So, so. yeah, mm-hmm. no, I I definitely agree because for me, um, I, I'm 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 all about story. I definitely will um I I'll sit through like if you gave me a superhero movie with no action but the story was incredible, I'll, I'll sit through it and have no problem with that. Power Rangers. Hmm? <laughs> Power Rangers, 100% agree, but Runaways, it's, oh, it's um, Runaways. And that's the next, that's the Netflix one, right? Runaways. Yeah, the run, the Runaways yes. is pretty good. No, no, little, no, did, Runaways is Hulu. Hulu. Well, it's the thing I, I really, really respect about what Netflix and Hulu and Amazon Prime are doing when they're building their own content. They're mm-hmm. purposefully going after good story first. Right. right. Yes, yeah, like, they are. Yeah, like Daredevil. Yeah, they're going. I I love your devil story. And that's the way filmmaking used to be. Well, I mean, it still is to a certain extent, but but if you've got a great story, I mean, you could literally sit there and watch a a, a tea kettle boil 
And if the story's good around it, people are going to want to watch it. It's going to be compelling. And thank God Netflix, Hulu, and Amazon Prime, these independent, what they call independence now, now they're getting a toehold in the market because they've decided to go and, okay, we're not going to get these A-list actors and actresses that do our films for 2 or $3 million because they're getting $20 million to take a picture. But we can make great stories and people will come watch our content. So right. they're, they're proof that it can happen. They're proof that it can happen. So I'm grateful. I'm grateful for those outlets because they're they're turning people on to like the whole idea of story matter. It's not just men and chases and fight explosions. Like that, that there's still a whole generation of people out there that give a shit about story. Yeah, yeah. And I I think I think they're actually learning also in film in Hollywood. I don't think they're learning, but on the scale where it's like all right, these the these hero movies that they're coming out with, a lot of them I didn't like. But then I'm seeing that some of them are starting to come out now and they're really starting to take their time and really put together like the Punisher. I'm not finished with it yet, but the story was really nice and it was put together very well. The Runaways, it was put together very well. The Gifted, mm -hmm. um, it could it could use some work, but I, I do like the story. I do love the element um, of, you know, the, 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 the atmosphere, the setting. It, it could use a little bit, but the thought. Like they put a lot of thought into it, so I, I can respect what they're doing. With Hollywood, it's just like, all right, well, this is popping, so we're gonna have five directors making the same movie five times, and you can just pick which one you can go see. You can see one, you can see all of them. You don't care, just, just like, nah, I don't know. Go, you're watching Punisher right now, right? Yeah, I'm three or four episodes in. What do I you think like, about Punisher? Things about it. I enjoy it. Um, I think it's a good story. Um. You know, you get to really kind of feel for you know uh, Frank Castle, and and you mm -hmm. just see the the trials that he's been going through. I mean, I, I I like the way Netflix has been handling, for the most part, um, the Marvel series. Uh, some of the stories are good. Um, uh, the choreograph, yeah, oh yeah, but like the choreo, like like. Um, What's his name? Charlie Cox, the guy that plays Daredevil. Like yeah. the, the fight scenes. The, and Daredevil the, were probably yeah. the best. Yeah, yeah they, they, they had the best fight scenes. The camera angles in some of the, you know, the fight scenes were uh, amazing. Mm -hmm. You know, there's like one, there was one scene where he's fighting in the hallway. And it was just, it was, it just kept me into it. It was really, you know, you know, really well done. And I, I'm, I'm happy that they're getting some good stories out of that. Did you see the uh, Defenders? Yes. Uh, you the know Defenders? Yeah. No, I was just gonna say because when you said the um, fighting in the hallway, I I didn't I didn't particularly like the whole story uh, of the Defenders, but that one scene where I think they had first initially like formed a team and they were together and they were like fighting in that hallway scene. Yeah. I, that that's the one. That's the one scene that always sticks in my brain because I, I I just like the way they just like brought them together and all of a sudden they just like were switching back and forth between them. It was like a really cool thing that that's something that you probably would have seen in film, and yeah. now they brought it to um you know to Netflix yeah Netflix, which which which, which I thought was really cool. Yeah, they, they, I think they did that uh, really well. Um, and and going back to you know. The, the better getting better stories and all that um logan oh that, that was amazing i love logan. That, 
I, I think that you know there there were some like violent you know scenes where he's just killing people, but even the, even the storytelling yeah, and you see you know Hugh Jackman going through, you know how painful the claws coming out and just you know taking all those shots that he did, you, right. you kind of feel for him and you know it, it was kind of a long movie, but it told a lot you know just just the scenes and, and the interaction between him and, and and the kid and all that stuff i think that was really well done not for nothing though not just, a- sorry to cut you guys off because wolverine's one of my favorite characters he's top three in like all of um marvel at all and that logan that's how um he should have been introduced because logan he he was he was like a very dark character i didn't like how in the first x-men it was like so bright and they tried to like say like he had a dark past but the movie was so bright he was a real dark character he said he he was in world war um i don't know if it was world war one but he was in world war two like all the wars like he was in and just battle tested and killing and seeing killing and just surviving all these wars like he's a real war torn like he's you know, he's, like, really, like, in the dirt when you get to, like, this character. So, like, I didn't like how they were so, like, um, you know, it was just, like, like you didn't feel as if, like, you know, the, his trials that he went through was an actual real thing. But in Logan, they really played on it. Wolverine was a really conflicted guy in the comic books, man. I mean, yeah, he was. A he was. Really guy. You know, yeah. And it's like, hey, I've got these superpowers. I don't really want to use them, but I've got code and I've seen all this crap in my life but and you're right the first couple of X-Men they didn't really tap into it they were trying to they're on the outside of it and it wasn't until the origin story that really got a little bit in depth they could have done so much more with that origin story man. they could have done a lot more with that right I, I'll just say he was like a villain on the good side because that, that's how he really was like because he had no problem killing you know what I mean? Like, when he was at the school, Professor X obviously, you know, put a leash on him. But, you know, if he had to kill somebody, he he was killing him. That was it. <laughs> to go off for your point, though, I, it's, I feel it's the market that they were trying to reach. Right. Yeah. For, for, for what? For Logan? Or for, for, for Not for Logan. Logan was for an older audience. But for the all the older X-Men movies... Um, First yeah. off, I had an issue that all the X-Men movies featured uh, Wolverine. Like, he was the feature of every single X-Men movie. I had an issue with he that, was. but he was, the, he was the main character of every X-Men movie. Except the, one, except the newer ones. Except the, the ones that came out that aren't on Marvel. Those. They, have nothing to, they have nothing to do with him. That, that, was, that was, like, different. But every movie that had him in it, with the exception of one movie, everyone featured him as the main thing. The main character. <laughs> The best story arc. That's again, it's a kind of a the Hollywood mindset where they look at all the characters and they go, Who can we create a film around? And they go, Can we do it around Cyclops? No, Jubilee, no, Xavier. They probably could have taken a chance around Xavier and the whole idea of who he was and starting the school for gifted children. But they were like, Okay, who's gonna who's gonna break in the dough? And they saw Wolverine and they do their test mark and their test research. And mm-hmm. like like all of us were like you know, being able to go shh and have a claws come out and have an adamantium skeleton and being able to regenerate. You're like, okay, that's the winner right there. And they just, they made a business decision. Yeah. Hugh Jackman was pretty much their Tom Brady. Like, and, he, was, he was their guy. He was their to piggyback. Wolverine is... He was their guy. That's why you're thinking that. It, Wolverine is one of the 
fan favorites. He's like he's in the top five for just about every Marvel character. He's if you look at it, if you like, I already I've looked into it. He's like he's literally up there. He's the top three. The funny thing is, when, when you look at that research, why he's a fan favorite, it's because he's salty and he's dark and he's got an edge. Like, you look at a lot of superheroes, regardless of whether it's Marvel or DC, and they got kind of a, you know, clean and rah, rah, rah. It's not until they go dark that they get really popular. Like, the Dark Knight is way more popular than the Batman comics. By, by, it's not even close. Now, only right. the old people like me can remember the, the old Batman comics, but as soon right. as they made it the Dark Knight, Man, that the popular—that's why they made the Batman films. It wasn't because of the Batman comics; it was because of the Dark Knight series. Right. The Dark Knight fed that beast, you know, and 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 so that goes to your point about the moment you make someone work and like having having frailties, flaws, and like real human character, and mm-hmm. you know, all of a sudden people are just like they're they're locked onto it because it really speaks to the human condition. We're all flawed, and and right. I don't like real esoteric or anything i mean it's a it's a it's a movie but that kind of explains the popularity of the moment they make a character dark i mean look at even the x-men uniforms right in the comic books they were all super like you know yellow and but then in, in the films they made them black you know they made them dark you know it's like hey mm-hmm. we're out here that's all purposeful right yeah definitely it it's it's cool to see that wow. They're with everything. They're kind of going that route, and to, it was cool to see that with Logan as well, because I feel like out of all the Marvel movies, out of no, that's not an accurate statement. They're all a little bit on the campy side. They're all they're not really because they're it's meant for kids, you know. Adults they want adults to see it. They have adult humor. They have some violence or a lot of violence depending on the movie, but it's really meant for like younger kids, the teenagers, the people who. They're going to go on dates. They're going to go to the movies. They're going to see these movies or whatever. So they can't make it too crazy. Mm. So it makes sense. But I, I agree with you, Retro, that if Wolverine is a dark character, he's very conflicted. He has a lot of issues, a lot of mental well, issues. He's dealing with a lot. He's got severe PTSD. That's, I mean, if you want a clinical exactly. diagnosis, he's got severe PTSD. Mm. But, but to your point about not making films that are too gory, how do you explain really the, the, the popularity of the, of the horror genre? I mean, the explosion of these slasher. I mean, really, it's not about story anymore. In the horror genre, at least not in my opinion. It's about how disgusting can you make the next killing, right? Right. What the Saw series or what, whatever, whatever series you want to see, if you're into the horror genre, mm-hmm. um, they have just taken that to the umpteenth level in terms of uh, how how gruesome they can make it right so my rebuttal to that would be it's a different audience that they're going for sure. yeah yeah absolutely so that that's well, the that's the honest only difference if if uh so for example deadpool what was the rating for deadpool deadpool was like what rated r right if i remember rated correctly r. rated r mm-hmm. rated, hey, well. logan and deadpool were rated r exactly they, they, they were going for that feel they, they were going for it um not to cut you guys up, but just when um, when you guys are saying, or well, well, Techwag, as you were saying that they they marketed these like films for like kids and teenagers, but then if you're gonna do that, then make something for kids and teenagers. 
when you when you say like I'm gonna bring back classic films, X Men stuff that that 30 and 40 year olds, 50 year olds grew up on, and you're like, okay, well we're gonna come out with this. Obviously, you're gonna have a whole dynamic of people who grew up on this stuff. True. Stay true to it because when when you alienate these Fair people enough. and then you try and like keep doing it over and over again, people are gonna start getting pissed off. Oh yeah, people yeah. have like have such strong feelings when it when it's a lot of these movies. Read some of those Facebook threads. They talk about pit pissing people off. Like, holy crap, man. Right. <laughs> exactly. Oh, the movie. Yeah. Exactly. And that's kind mm-hmm. of what Storms was saying before about Star Wars. You know, yeah. um, with the new Star Wars movie that came out. Um, I guess that's, what is that, number seven? Um, oh my God. It's, it's like an exact God. replica of number four. Like down to no, the T. I, I was definitely saying that. <laughs> no, no, <laughs> you were like... saying that. But what Storms was saying was, it's for the older generation. It's for the people who've seen the originals. It's, it's right. you probably won't remember the original, but you'll feel it. You'll feel right. that this happened before. You'll well, just. They're what? saying the new one coming out this month in December is a repeat of kind of Episode Four, the original. No, the, the one that came out before. Um, oh, yeah, um, the first one with Ray. Rogue, New Hope. Yeah. Rogue One, yes. Okay, Rogue okay. One is like an exact repeat of um, no, no, A New the, Hope. Fourth, the, fourth, the Fourth Awakens. Yeah, but The Last Jedi looks like it's going to be fucking great. I mean, I, I've seen, I've seen I the trailer to it. It looks mm-hmm. awesome. Yeah, we're like we're like a week away, which and I'm going to be in there. <laughs> Star Wars geek, because like, I saw the original Star Wars kid literally sitting. This is before the days, and I'm 52, so I'm an old man. But I saw the original Star Wars in in a theater sitting in the aisle because they had oversold the tickets. And it was a, it was a death trap if a fire started. They literally had people sitting in other people's laps and three across where the stair, stairs were. Mm-hmm. That's they crazy. Packed, they packed them in. And I remember seeing the, the first Star Wars in a theater like that as a kid and just being blown away. And, you know, you never thought it was going to be what it was now at the time but what the last jedi looks like it's like it's um, it's actually a movie i'm excited to go see and i get very i, I kind of uh, being a filmmaker's kind of ruined me in terms of seeing films because i'm looking exactly. at exactly yeah yeah exactly. Looking at a cinematographer and an editor and like kind of mm-hmm. and like oh wow who wrote that dialogue and, I, and credits i'm actually the guy looking at who was the writer and who, who was the dp and mm-hmm. who was the I'm, I'm i'm that kind of geek you know yeah but there, was this, a con- there was a conversation. Sorry to cut you off. But there was a conversation we had on the Keeping It Real episode of the podcast, one of the podcasts we did, where Stephanie and I were kind of going back and forth about the claim that I made was that the more knowledge that you have about something, the less it is that the less ability you have to suspend disbelief. The less ability you have. Right. Yeah, exactly. So, That's true. That's one hundred percent true. I'm so I, I remember I watched like people reacting to trailers for for like film for like new movies that are coming out, and they're talking about oh the CGI looks so weird this and that. And I'm like I don't have the eye trained for it, and I don't ever want to have my eye trained for it because the moment that I lose that, I feel like yeah. that's one that's one area where the world is still magical to me that we're able to create these kinds of films that have these visual effects. And the moment that I start understanding how they're made, I'm gonna feel just like um, what was it? Uh, Solomon, what was it? Solomon from Ecclesiastes. The more I mean, increasing knowledge results in increasing pain. So right. I don't really want to do thing, that. The thing, though, with that knowledge, though, you become a voice for the people that are either 
jaded or don't know. Like, I'll give you, I'll give you an example. Like, Under the Skin, skin, uh, Scarlett Johansson movie, and for the life of me, I can't remember the director off the the top of my head. That that cinematography was beautiful. I mean, it was a very Stanley Kubrick type of esoteric art film, and not just to say that Scarlett Johansson's nude in it for about two minutes, but. She plays an alien, if you're unfamiliar with it, and she's mating with these different men, and at the end, she gets discovered. But it got universally just crushed. And it was one of the most interesting and beautifully shot films I'd seen in a long time. Now, as a filmmaker, I'm going in there looking at the cinematography going, wow, that is photographed just beautiful. Mm-hmm, and okay. compelling. And as an art film geek, I'm looking at it like, wow! So I look at it as, as when you're when you're looking at it as, you know, I don't want to get too familiar with something because then it ruins it for me. But really, if now you become kind of a champion for it, it's like, hey, now I can have a voice with people that don't really know. Hey, let me explain to you about this lighting or let me let me tell you about what they did with it to kind of get that shot to look the way it did and how complicated it was. And what, what, what a brilliant director Ridley Scott is to pull that off. You know, mm-hmm. yeah, I, I think I, yeah, that, I I can see where you're coming from, but I think it can backfire because like like they say, you know, like everybody sorry. wants to eat a hot dog until they find out how a hot dog is made. So it's the same it's the same principle, I think, that like I, I remember when I was learning about um, what is it, how certain shots are created or how certain illusions are cast. And I just I was immediately kind of resistant to it because I was like, now it's going to be I don't want to be like the blinders are going to be off for me. I'd rather be a little bit ignorant of how these things are created so just so that I can continue to suspend disbelief. So I'm going to make a point real quick. So as Wait, someone can I, can I say something real quick just before how, you How is it that I cut off and then you <laughs> cut me off as I do the cut off? Right, go ahead, Retro. All right, no. What I, what I was just going to say, just, just to – because I'm just piggybacking off of what they're saying. So pretty much I feel the same way because – um, when when I'm looking into anything, I'm sort of OCD. So I'm I'm looking at who shot it, who who did this, who who started it, what they playing. So I'm going into like every detail. But the thing, what I like to do, I like to be objective. So if I'm gonna watch anything, like let's say I'm gonna get excited for this, I'm gonna go probably see it like one time where I can enjoy it to the fullest, just get immersed in it. And then the next time I watch it, I'm gonna pick it apart. Okay, let me get this information. But I just want to enjoy things first because what I yeah. feel is that a lot of people before even giving something a chance to um, resonate in your brain, you're, you're ready to pick it apart like immediately. Like, you know what I mean? People spent like yeah. a lot of time, energy, effort into doing this stuff. And if you like say, all right, let me just see this for what it's supposed to be. You yeah. can have like, you know, you, you can have a, so much, a, a way better view on a lot of, like some things are bad, don't get me wrong. Like they're, they're hard to sit there and tolerate, but something, like, if you can act for Four Sharknados, not three, not two, not one. Four Sharknados have made them. Yeah, those those are bad. <laughs> those are horrible. <laughs> those but the, the thing about Sharknado, they know they're bad. That, <laughs> they know they're bad. Anyway, so it's... I've got, got a friend here who's a... Sorry, sorry to cut you off just on, on a tangent here. I've got a friend here who makes kind of very B-grade horror films, but she's like, look, those films have all made money for their producers. They've done exactly what they're supposed to do, make money for their producers. So it is what it is, you know what I mean? Right, yeah, yeah, true. All right, so now to cut you off, as someone who went to school for audio, for film, for video production, for graphic design, for you name it, I've went to school for it. When I watch movies, I am in my mind, because I can't say it, because Tech Girl will just look at me, but I am in my mind watching it and enjoying it, but also 
paying attention to how certain things are done. Because though things may look a certain way, a lot of shots aren't the easiest to get. You need this particular piece of gear. You need this particular angle. You need this particular time of day. You need this particular lighting. You know, to get all the sound effects. Oh, you need this synthesizer. You need settings, right. It's so much that goes into it that people just don't realize before they start picking it apart. So when I'm watching these films, I'm just thinking like, wow, I wonder exactly what 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 lens did they use on what camera to get this wide shot? Or, mm-hmm. you know, that's a beautiful close up. How did they do it? How close is the camera to the person? You know, are they using an 18 millimeter? Are they using a 50 millimeter? I'm sorry? They're using a telephoto. That's very common now. Exactly. So, Mm -hmm. and when I see things that really stand out to me, I definitely say, whether they're bad or good, I definitely say to my wife, because that's the only person that I see movies with now, and Little Tech Boy, but I say, like, you know, this is amazing. You know, look at at the, for example, um, Limitless. Have you guys seen Limitless? I haven't seen it. Okay, so in Limitless, there's a TV show now. I heard the TV show is trash, but we're not going there. In the movie, um, the movie is the movie is about a person who has who takes a drug and has an emotion. That's what the movie is. Bradley Cooper was in that, right? Yes, correct. I did the Robert De Niro, Bradley Cooper. I did see that. Yeah, yeah. So when when he's in regular life, the colors are very blue, but when he takes the drug, the colors are now very orange. So it's I I you know I I was pointing that out to her she didn't even notice so I was just pointing it out so like you know when he's normal life it's blue it's it's subpar but you know orange is nice feelings it's happy it's encouraging it's positive right. so they do the things same like thing that. in the TV show because I I was coming off the limitless high and I watched the TV show straight through it's not it's not as bad as people say I just enjoyed it for what it was like an extension of the film right so. So, you know, it's down to that is kind of like how I'm analyzing the films and pointing things out. So my my comment would be, I guess, closer to D's, where for me, as someone who has actually been to school for all of this and I've done films and I've been in recording studios and all of that, it doesn't really break immersion for me. I'm still there. I'm still focused on the story. I'm still in it. I'm still loving it. In the back of my mind, I would just say like, oh, wow, I wonder how that was done or what did they use or, you know, this was done this way. Just to kind of to to be informative. Yeah. Or, wow, you see a shot that's really spectacular. You're like, wow, that's a great that's a great uh, crane shot. Or, wow, wow. And like my girlfriend, I go see movies with her. And in the middle of the movie, I'll lean over and go, you know, they got that shot with the crane, probably a 30 footer, maybe a 40 foot crane. And you started here. I should go, shh. And I just got encouragement in the film. It's more of a burden for her because right. I'm looking at it and I see this beautiful shot or this beautiful dialogue or this beautiful sequence. And mm. I'm like, oh, wow, that was just fucking awesome. You know, even if the whole, if I didn't like the whole movie, I'll pull something out of there that was like, oh, wow, that lighting was perfect. Mm. Or you know, it, it, they did a really interesting lighting technique, you know. And I think you can get that from any movie, even the most even the most garbage movie you can think of. If, you, if you're really interested in the in the science of making films, you can look at things and go, "Wow, okay, that's an interesting technique." Or mm-hmm. if you have any interest in that at all, I mean, if you if you geek out on that kind of stuff like I do, or it sounds like you do as well, mm-hmm. uh, 
can pull anything out. And I always tell people, watch the old classic. You want to, you want to master class on what they call practical lighting. Watch the Godfather. Gordon yes, Wolf, I agree. Amazing cinematographer. And they use almost no, uh, 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 lighting other than lighting and how you would normally light a house. Mm-hmm. And, Gordon Willis is called the Prince of Darkness because he, he is a master at using mm-hmm. or not supplemental lighting. And I've seen that film probably 50 times. And every time I, I watch it to this day, I can get something new out of it. You know? right. and so I always encourage people just to watch films you really love. Even if you've seen it 5, 10, 15 times, keep watching it. And you're going to find something out of it. You know? Regardless of the genre, by the way. Exactly. I agree. Um, to jump ship a little bit, I just had a question. Did any of you guys see um the new Blade Runner? No, no, I heard it was good. I still haven't yeah, seen it yet. Right, all right, so then you can scratch that because I, I wanted to. I wanted to get uh, like an honest review from somebody who was like a pro at making movies. What they thought of how they put it together because they, um, it, it got it got really bashed, but I enjoyed it. Like, it's really, like, I, I thought it was a, an amazing film, me personally. Well, I had a, a, a local filmmaker friend here in Arizona. Uh, her name is Sheila Patterson. She went to go see it. And I told her, no, don't do it. I, mean, I was literally like, no, don't do it. It's not going to, it's not, there's no way you're going to make a, a fucking sequel that's better than Blade Runner. No fucking way. It's not going to happen. And she went to go see it. And she was like, wow. You know, like, she was blown away. And so I've been trying to press her and going, okay, tell me everything. I want to know every fucking thing about the film. How was it good? Where was it weak? Let me know. And this, it, it, it definitely deserves. Uh, uh, if 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 you ever get it, if you ever see it like anywhere like playing on the big screen, it deserves a showing. Like I'm I'm not gonna lie. For sure, I want to go see it for sure. And I'm not big on remakes. Like I didn't see the new uh, Total Recall with the yeah, Colin. Didn't go see that. Um, and I know they're talking about re- redoing a couple other films too. And I'm just like, eh, I'm not doing it. I'm just not doing it. You know, like I, I the, the, the reason. The reason they're called classics is they're classics. And I don't want, like, they're, they're going to redo freaking Scarface. I'm not going to see that film. I don't give a damn if it gets five stars and everyone tells me I got to go see the film because it's fucking awesome. I'm not going to see that film. No way. I didn't see that either. That's I'm exactly, not, I made that point in another podcast also that uh, I remember when I was a little bit younger, well, a lot younger, I watched, uh, I wanted to watch a, movie, a TV show. Uh, that was that I, that I used to watch when I was even younger than that. And then I remember when I was watching it, there was a show called Keenan and Kel. I loved it when I was a little kid. And then, like, holiday, I was like, hey, let me relive some of the things from my past. And I started to watch it again, and I started to look at it. I was like, this shit is so stupid. How the heck did I ever... How the heck mm-hmm. did I ever fall? And it completely ruined the memory. It, like, kind of... It caused me to be a little bit jaded. And I I can agree with you on that. There are things that, because of this experience I had with Keenan and Kel, I will refuse to want to watch like a modern remake of it. But to rebut, um, the Power Rangers movie was really good. Yeah, I had a feeling you were going to say that. But the thing is, Power Rangers was very cheesy. And um, I remember even when I was a kid, mm-hmm. you know, when you're a kid, you know, the bright colors, all the campy stuff, it appeals to you. But in this case... You kind of want something that grows up with you and matures. And what he's talking about, what film he was talking about, was it The Godfather, you said, or Scarface? Which, one, which yeah. one were you talking about? Was, that was a movie we shouldn't yeah. have seen when it came out, but I know yeah. we did. Yeah. <laughs> that is a classic. 
It was already very well done when it came there's, out. There's no way they're going to redo that film better than Al Pacino. Exactly. That's Tony Montana. There's just no way. Right. I, I don't care. I don't care. I just can't imagine ever getting to a spot and, and creating a Zen space in me as a, not just as a filmmaker, but just as a viewer who saw that film and was just like, holy cow. Mm-hmm. Ever Hollywood getting- doesn't have any respect, man. It, yeah. They don't, have, they don't have respect for the classics because there's certain yeah. things like they're so revered. They mean so much to certain people. As a filmmaker, mm-hmm. as, as people who are putting these memories into people's brains for people to experience and live, it's mm-hmm. just like you're, you're, you're basically betraying your audience because mm-hmm. it, well, if, there's a, if, if there's a chance that you could ruin a classic – then you're really doing a disservice. Look at, I thought, don't don't get mad, but I thought Independence Day, me personally, was a classic. What did yes. They, what did they do? What did they do with the new one? They ruined they really, it. They they completely like I I, I never saw it. So. They I destroyed that film. Wait to to rebut to rebut. That's not a remake. That's a um, continuation. No, it's, a, it's, a, it's, a sequel. it's a sequel. But what I'm saying is they don't respect. A classic and even to me independence day was a classic it was not saying yeah. you, you feel what i'm saying for me mm-hmm. so for me them coming out with this sequel killed mm-hmm. the whole thing oh oh we had to do it oh will smith wasn't available he was filming something else so we'll just slap something together that's not acceptable for me yeah same here they, you're, they you're, not, you're not you're not you're res- not yeah you're not res- yeah but they killed him because he wasn't a- he was filming another movie at the, the only reason why they killed him off he couldn't film both of them at the same time that's the only reason why he's dead in the movie. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. Well, or let me yeah. say this about Power Rangers. About Power Rangers is that when I was younger, those types of things, happy, bright color type of things, those appealed to me. Um, but now that I'm a lot older, I want something that's a little bit more mature. And to use the analogy you raised about Scarface, it was already excellent when it came out. Mm-hmm. Power Rangers still left a lot to be desired, even when it was, you know, even when it was something that I enjoyed as a kid. And even with the 2017 Power Rangers film, there were people that saw that and then they go on YouTube and they watch the Power Rangers unauthorized version where it's a much darker, much grittier, more mature version. And people are yeah, that, that always in the comments saying, this is what the 2017 movie should have been. I'm so disappointed. This is what it should have been because that movie was made, 2017 movie was made to kind of like cater to or kind of like a hat tip to people that are in their 30s. Because mm-hmm. when Power Rangers came out, it came out 25 right. some odd years ago. So um, people that are our age now and in our 30s, and uh, early 30s and so forth, they reach a certain maturity level where they want to see something that's more more reflective of the world they live in. Right. And right. so that's why I think that the darker version on the YouTube it has been so successful. Right. Um, so so that, that's what I would say to the Power Rangers. Um, I, I don't know if this is a rebut or going with or whatever, but so as a kid, we both watched Power Rangers. We spoke about it many times, blah, blah, yeah. blah. As a parent, Little tech boy watches yeah. Power Rangers, and I'll watch with him, and I'll say this is really poorly done. <laughs> you can, you know, the 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 uh, voice acting is really horrible. Yeah. It, there's a lot of things wrong with it, but I can still watch and get extremely lost in Power Rangers for hours. Mm-hmm. And I've done it. I've literally sat down with little Jamal and we've watched Power Rangers. We've watched episode after episode after episode, not thinking about whatever. And at the end of the episode, we're just like, wow, this is really bad. And we're laughing about it. And <laughs> the next one comes on and we we stop talking and we're watching Power Rangers until, you know, tech girl calls us for dinner or whatever the, the you know, whatever has to be done. So 
with that stated, I feel the movie, it definitely followed suit. Mm-hmm. I feel for just like I said in the chat, if if you like the cheesy Power Rangers film, then you're going to like the cheesy movie. I felt the movie really followed suit with the show. I felt like they went hand in hand. Like with the with the exception of them being done in two completely separate decades, they were like the same thing. With the exception of they kind of went to the backstory of Zordon in the movie. Yeah. So for me, um, like well, I said, I don't know if I'm going against or going with, but well, in the mo- in the movie, you have like they don't agree with each other at the at the, at the outset. Two of them even fight. The two mm-hmm. girls they don't really like each other, and Billy is kind of lost in the middle of it in his own world. Um, so they're kind of a disparate bunch. It is not the happy, campy, morally upright, perfect, goody two shoes characters from the '90s. These are people with real depth three-dimensional personalities and whatnot. And that's what that's part of the appeal of the movie, I think, is that it wasn't like uh, what Doug was saying earlier, is that it's not like with, with X-Men. You had all these bright colors. You had all these bright personalities before. And then they, you, the darker you make it, the more it appeals to a modern audience because they want to see uh, like flawed human beings and how they survive in a world where you know uncertainty is rife. And how mm-hmm. do you make the right decision? Well, what's the what's the right decision? Or sometimes there's a, there's even a conflict between the rational decision and an ethical or or moral decision. And mm-hmm. how do you make these types of decisions? And how do you develop characters in this type of a universe? Mm-hmm. So when it comes to the new Power Rangers movie, you can see that they're still trying to tread a balance between being faithful to the original because they still got all the bright colors, bright colored suits, and all that. But then they're trying to make it dark. Like the original teaser trailer was really really dark, but it wasn't. It wasn't a faithful portrayal of what ended up what we ended up seeing in the in the final cut. Right. So. Yeah. And you, you know, you know what I find is funny too. A lot of times, like, all right, if I'm watching, like, I just I said just say um shows for instance um now, but where we're I, I'll just make a reference to uh, Game of Thrones. Like a lot of times where I hear people talking about Game of Thrones, it, it seems to be like a you know a topic of discussion. But what I find is that most of the people, like, their favorite characters are usually, like, the most inhumane, the, the like, the most villainous characters. They're like, mm-hmm. oh, like, these characters, and that's who they relate to, and that, that's who's just like, oh, that's my favorite. Um, I'm just like, it, where a person like me is just like, I can't wait for, like, this, this person is just such a horrible human being. I can't yeah. wait for them to, like, be killed off or something. Like, I just can't take their existence. But yeah. I noticed that everybody else is just like, oh, yeah, I love this character. I love what they're <laughs> doing. I'm just like, ah, I don't understand why. <laughs> it just it, yeah. it just kind of I don't know maybe I maybe I'm just the good guy or something I don't know but <laughs> it that always just kind of struck me as weird with a lot of these with, with um well that in particular just because it come came to my brain I I know it was random but okay so did everyone here see the Infinity War trailer yes yes okay so here's the final question from the trailer. And this is just, no one has a response for anyone listening. This is a brand new question. From the trailer, specifically the trailer, what are you excited to see in the movie from the trailer? Or what are you excited to see develop more from the trailer put into the movie? I'll start. Mm. So for me, it seems that every character 
has grown. Every character is different in some way, shape, or form. Everyone. I would like to see how every character is changed and how it affects the demeanor and the tone of the movie. Right. So, that's me. Anybody can go. Well, I, I, I recall seeing, um, you know, like, just as they're, the two armies are about to face off and they're about to collide with each other, you see that brief snapshot that the Winter Soldier, Bucky, is there with him. Mm-hmm. So, uh, and then, of course, you see Iron Man in his Hulkbuster armor. So I, I want to see the reunion between Cap, Bucky, and Iron Man just to see how they, how they mend those wounds and how they come together. That, that moment, I want to I see that. And of, and of course, the Iron Man Spider Man suit too. Yeah, that. Oh my God, that's. I got, I got jet guys. I just want to say it was really great to uh, chat with you about films and be a part of the podcast. And thank you for the opportunity to be a part of the show, man. Of course, anytime. Thank you for joining, and we'll definitely get you on again and talk. I, uh, yeah, I hope I wasn't uh, stepping on anybody's toes. Or no, no, you're no, you're good. I learned yeah. a lot from you, man. Start talking. About- I get all geeky and stuff, so it's just kind of well, like that's the chat. It's nerd talk, baby. Yeah, <laughs> I am definitely a nerd. It was really nice talking to you guys. Thanks, everybody listening. I appreciate it. Got it. Okay. All, right. all right, so go and retro. Just say what you got to say, and then let's peace out. So, uh, go. Let's start with you. Is there anything from the trailer that you kind of want to see a little bit more of in the film? Um, I'm looking forward to seeing the new characters. Um. There's a scene where Captain America is fighting someone. There was speculation that it's from uh, the person he's fighting is from um, Thanos's Black uh, Black Order, I believe. Mm-hmm. It's just like it's like his Four Horsemen type deal. Right. Yeah. I, I, I like those. They have characters. a name. Yeah. I, yeah. I know what you're talking about. I was just doing research on them like yesterday. <laughs> yeah. I want to see what they do with them and how they look. I'm really excited for that. Uh, and I'm actually kind of excited to see, like, the big battle, you know, when everyone's, you know, fighting on that big plane, where, I guess, wherever it is, uh, maybe Wakanda. Mm-hmm. Where, you know, but I'm, I'm looking forward to those fight scenes. Uh, and actually, I'm looking forward to seeing how Tony Stark gets the uh, arc reactor back in his chest. Because I believe he got that taken out uh, in the third Iron Man. Yeah, he did. Right? Uh, they yeah the third Iron Man was it third Iron Man yeah yeah he took it out did he yeah he took it out he uh had like um oh he switched it out for the triangle one no 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 no, not even that he he actually had the iron shrapnel taken out of his heart yeah so he didn't need the the core anymore to to power the magnet that repels it I gotta I gotta watch this I don't remember that yeah Iron Man three is a blur to me. Yeah, it's, I mean, it's I think so. it was the least liked Iron Man, but I liked it a lot. And I definitely remember he, him uh, getting the surgery to take the shrapnel out of his heart. It sounds so familiar. I remember, I definitely remember the movie, but I just can't recall. That was when they switched out um, um, War Machine. Which one was the one with the with the whip, with the whip enemy? That was, was the second one. Second one, yeah. That's the one that scarred me. So whatever happened in the third one, I don't know. I yeah. hated that one. <laughs> I like that one actually. <laughs> I, I really did like that one. Um, and uh, go the Black Order. Black, Black it is Order. Okay. Black Order. Yeah. Yeah. Right, retro. Dope. 
Um, pretty pretty much. Um, uh, Infinity War was, was one of my um, because I'm not really a comic person, so a lot of the research that I'm doing into like the Marvel universe, like um, is, is like as of late. So um, from from what I was um, from all the research that I've done, Infinity Wars is, is one of my favorite stories. So pretty much watching the trailer and just seeing the amount of detail that they went into, it just seems like every character that they developed, you see them true to themselves. And I, I just want to see how they integrate, like um, putting characters together that were not together before, just, just the different interactions and um, pretty much how, how, how they do just in terms of, is it going to be, um, you know, more character, more character type development? Is it going to like mix? Is it, I, I just I'm just intrigued for the, the movie overall. So I, I just want I just hope that it's put together very well. Um, they they've really been stepping it up. Uh, the actors already know like you know what what's expected of them, and um, I'm just excited to see like you know the growing chemistry between a lot of different characters because pretty much they they're gonna have a lot of characters to integrate in this movie. And um, not for nothing, I, you know, I, it's pretty much everybody dies <laughs> for the most part in the. Comics. I was about to so say I that. Just, I just want to see if they're gonna actually kill. Oh, like, true it's that. Gonna, it, it's gonna like you know like my heart's gonna be in my chest. It's like. Spider-Man's yeah. dead, like, oh, my God. So, you know, like, yeah. Captain America's dead, like, oh, my God. Like, what are they going to do? And it's just like, all right, I, I don't know when part four is coming out, but if I have to sit with, like, all my favorite Marvel characters just dead and what are we going to do, yeah. it's it's going to be, like, it, it, it won't really hurt me because I know that, you know, I, I pretty much know how the story turns out, but mm-hmm. obviously they're going to they're change some things. But I'm just intrigued how, how they do it. So I just hope they pay attention to the detail, and I just want to see like the um the how the characters interact and 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 the pacing of the movie I should say. Yeah, I I hope I feel like uh the movies are a little bit more uh lighthearted than the comics for obvious reasons. Mm-hmm. Obviously you kind of needed the characters to survive to this point, which was, you know, what the the plan was from the beginning or from a little after the beginning. So, it's it would be good to see some characters die off. Only to hold true to the comic, and I'm hoping not in this one. I must, I'm going to assume, I'm going to speculate right now, that in the second one, they're going to kill off 90% of the characters that we've, had, we've seen already. Yeah. I'm going to speculate. Because in the, in the comic, they kill way more than 90% of all the superheroes and villains um, in Marvel. Well, well, from from what I from what I was hearing, because I've been listening to like a, a lot of people talk about it, um, the, the, the directors and the people who are, I forgot the the dude's name who's directing it, but he was saying that um, it's gonna be pretty much, uh, you know, a change like as you know it to your phase four is gonna be something completely new, so, and it, mm-hmm. it's not necessarily gonna, um, it's not necessarily gonna be just death like i'm sure they're going to kill people off but some people may just like just be changed some people may lose their friends some people would just may have to still be around but don't have any powers anymore you feel what i'm saying so it's going to be it's like i don't think i think instead of just killing people off they just like hit you with trauma it's just like all right my friends are dead. I don't no longer have my powers. I got to deal with this. You know, I may be missing a limb. That you know, that there's so much that, that can go into it. So uh, I'm intrigued to see that with a with a battle of this magnitude. Yeah. So to uh, to real quick, the the director is Anthony Russo. Okay. And and Joe Russo, I guess they're brothers. Yeah. Ah. Okay. Whatevs. But um, 
yeah, you're right. I, I, I did read uh, some of that and saw some of that as well. And um, there's something that I, I know for a fact, but I just don't want to spoil that yet because I know a lot of people haven't thought about it. All right, when you stop recording, let me know. All right, will do. Um, but that's it. Uh, anything else you guys want to say before the end of the chat? Oh, that's uh, it for me. Yeah, that's me too. All right, sounds good. All right, everyone, where this is the Nerd Talk, Retro, Depros, Jether, Goat, Tech Boy. Guess what? We out. Thank you, everyone, for listening. Subscribe to the channel. Check out the website. Let us know what you think. Leave comments. If you hate it, let us know. Yeah. Fuck it. All right? You've been listening to Nerd Talk Radio by The Nerds List. Follow us on Twitter at The Nerds List. Follow us on Facebook at The Nerds List. Follow us on Instagram at The Nerds List.